You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher, and it is good to be with you. Today, we're talking parenting with Jim Weidman. Jim is one of the pioneers of the modern children's ministry movement, and he has been involved in some form of family ministry across the nation for over four decades. He's the author of a bunch of books, and he currently invests his time and energy sharing his experience to equip and develop the next generation of parents and leaders. Jim, it's so good to have you. It is wonderful to be with you guys, Todd. I'm excited. I am too. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us on this podcast. I know it's going to be really good. I'm excited myself. So, well, you have a lot of experience, Jim. And over those years of experience, from your vantage point, what has stayed the same when it comes to parent, uh, when it comes to parents and kids? And then what are some things that are different nowadays? Well, the, the most important thing is kids need parents. It's mm-hmm. God's design. Um, you know, one of the things that blows me away is Father God wanted parents for mm. his own son. Yeah. And that was one of the first things that he enlisted was uh, hands-on, involved parents to guide Jesus on this earth. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, although parents have known for a long time, I need to be involved, uh, we choose so many different things and we don't realize that um, this whole parenting and staying close to our kids and involved in every phase that um, a child goes through is really God's design. Hmm. And uh, that's probably the one thing that I've seen all along yep. that battle of, of, of staying involved. Uh, it is amazing to me how young parents will put all these little plastic things and electric sockets mm. and do all these little things to kid proof a home when they're little. But when they're teenagers, uh, they just hand them the keys to the car. And nowadays, you know, they hand them the internet and just say, stay safe mm. and really don't get as involved or stay as involved. Uh, and there's more things that can change their life forever in these years and affect them in a negative way yeah. than even in those early years. And yeah, so that's good. I think that's a big mistake that parents make. Yeah, nothing replaces parenting, nothing. Kind of the, <laughs> no matter their age. And then the other thing that uh, you, you're going to go into a little bit more is that you never stop parenting. That's the truth. So nothing replaces and, uh, and nothing... You know, nowadays, the big difference that I see is um, the whole uh, parents, I don't think, take the Internet seriously and devices Mm. and, um, you know, online and devices and this mobile uh, world is not going away. Yeah. And uh, how we communicate um, is is so funny to me how many kids don't even know how to talk uh, to their friends or uh, and this whole idea of, of preparing them um, for an online minute, uh, an online world, and um, the safety that goes in that. Uh, a lot of parents don't realize um, they need a plan for that as well as 
any other area of parenting. Yeah, and that's a, it's a real challenge, a real stretch on parents because their kids are actually the digital natives yeah. and the parents are kind of the digital immigrants. They're kind of showing up to this territory and it's almost like they need to ask their kids to train them on how to take yeah. care of But it's technology. amazing. There's, there's some great resources. Um, uh, one of my friends and uh, partners that helps me with the next gen staff solutions for orange matt mckee he wrote a book called parent chat okay and uh it's just some real practical things that a parent can arm themselves with uh to have the technology talk that every family needs to have when's the right age to give a device what do you do with apps how do you train your kids to to um be able to um, you know, stay safe online. And, um, you know, it's just, there's some really good things good. from a biblical worldview. Um, a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, you have to set the rules for your device. They can have a bedtime. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at my house, even though my kids are in their 30s, <laughs> uh, you know, we have a basket that folks can put their um, devices in at the dinner table. And it's one of those things that um, coming up with no fly zones circled by Disney's another great yeah, resource yep. for the internet. And uh, you know, just because you, you know, just because you don't understand it don't mean that it's not still your responsibility. Mm, that's good. And I think that that's one of the things that parents need to look at. And yeah. um, I think that um, that's important. Yeah, that's definitely in the new territory for the parents to navigate. So that's really good. That was called Parent Chat. Parent there. Chat. And uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can go um, Matt McKee, um, uh, M-C-K-E-E -E is the author. And uh, again, it is. Uh, you can go to uh, parentchat.tv. It good. is a website uh, with some other resources and things as well. So that's great. That's a great book. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Well, tell us uh, how you would label and describe the role of parenting at each phase of a child's life. You know, um, really and truly, um, it is amazing to me how parent parents don't realize that not only are they the physical caregiver of their child, um, they're also the spiritual caregiver. Mm. Uh, and they're also the primary vision caster mm, of good. every phase. Um, and, you know, uh, I leaned over to my youngest grandson the other day and I said, buddy, there's a whole world out there that I want to show you. But the first thing you've got to do is learn how to use the big potty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in those early years, uh, coming somewhere. up with short term goals. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, you're kind of really um, with having a one and a half um, to 18 month year old uh, in our family now, seems like all we are saying is no, don't touch, mm -hmm. uh, bring that to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. And those first few years is more of a guardian okay. uh, phase. And I think that that. Uh, we stay with that guardian phase, but at the same time, uh, there's also that visioneering or vision, vision casting. Um, 
having a vision for what, you know, what are the teenage, what do you want the teenage years to look like? Yeah. Uh, we, one of the things that I, in the church, I've always tried to give new parents uh, permission to parent differently mm. and uh, for them to come up. Uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, they say opposites attract and that was <laughs> sure the case and in, in our, how, even how we were parented. And uh, she grew up in a home where when she turned 16, um, you know, there was a new car that her daddy paid cash for. And uh, it was it was waiting uh, for her in the driveway on her 16th birthday. On my 16th birthday, my my mom looked at me and said, pull out your wallet. And uh, I did. And she says, whatever you can buy, that's the car you can have. Yeah. And uh, uh, and so with those two totally different things, uh, that conversation or what are we going to do with our with our kids mm -hmm. and we were smart enough to not wait to 15 or 16 to have that con conversation uh when the kids were six eight ten we realized that was the time to start talking about what it what is our dating or in our case friending i talked uh, having uh, being a father of daughters, mm -hmm. you talk about your whole view of the American dating system changes. All a doctor has to do to a, a dad is look at him and say, it's a girl. And instantly mm -hmm. yeah. uh, my whole view of the American dating system uh, changed. And I used to tell my girls, uh, the Bible says a friend loves at all times, but a date, you got to watch them like a hawk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a difference. And so, uh, you know, that that defining what is friending versus mm. dating. Yeah. And and to me, dating's mate selection. Well, if you're not ready to to get married, why do you want to get those jet engines uh, mm. started up? And why yeah. do you want to start the process of something that you, you know, can't um, finish? And so that whole idea in every phase of having the vision that needs to happen for the next phase. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the role of the parent, uh, putting that vision, defining that vision, um, and, uh, helping them all, all the, uh, you know, my daughter, Yancey, who you've had on the podcast, yeah. um, Yancey, uh, you know, if you help your kids get a vision for what God's plan for their life is, um, it'll help you. I never had to tell her to practice her vision dictated that she practice. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had some friends that I've helped, um, come help them come up with, um, understanding the vision for their child's vocation. And, you know, uh, if, if your child really believes that God's called them to medical missions, uh, you're not going to have to tell them to study the vision dictates yeah, we'll that they study that. to yeah. get through, uh, medical school and all those other things. And so again, uh, the problem is we, as parents, we don't see ourselves as a visioneer. Uh, we want our kids to have so many opportunities and we really sometimes, you know, put more emphasis in Taekwondo, hmm. uh, than we do some of the things that they're, uh, like, um, understanding, uh, God's plan for their life vocation. Yeah. Um, and um, just it, it's amazing to me how 
we are a vision caster. But then there's also that part, and this is the thing I love about older kids, is, um, you know, you never quit parenting, but at the same time, there's a process where you're not just the dominant influence, Mm -hmm. you're a friend. Mm. And uh, that's the thing I love about having big uh, grown kids now is um, being friends. I loved them as little kids, but they're some of the best friends I have in my mm. life. That's really and, cool. Uh, it, it is um, the wisdom and, and just the things that I learned. You know, being a grandparent, everybody knows they're going to love their grandkids. But the thing that nobody told me about is a grandparent is it is so cool watching your kids be parents, Hmm. especially, uh, you know, it's helped me love my wife more watching the mother, my daughter is because I know where she Hmm. learned. Right. And uh, it's, it's just been uh, such a cool thing in every stage. Parents don't realize that they're also that mentor Hmm. that sets the example and shows them um, what, uh, they need to be doing in that next phase as well. And yeah. So um, I think those are the, the three main parts. Of, that's really good, Jim. Uh, that, that's, that was really rich. Yeah. I, to review that, let's see if I can go back and, and bring them all back up. You had caregiver guardian is kind of that yeah. early phase, that yeah. early role of a parent. And then you have kind of the guide mentor there yeah. through the middle school, high school, adolescent uh, phase. And then, Kind of the and promised vision land caster. and vision and, caster. That's right. Yeah. And and I really like what you said. It's challenging to me. And, and I've seen this in kind of my student ministry career is as parents, we don't want to get in, way, get in the way of God's vision for our kids. We want yeah. to be a part of facilitating and encouraging God's vision for our kids. And sometimes yeah. you see that reverse. It was going, no, I don't think that's the vision. Let me take take care yeah. of this, but you don't want to get away in God's vision for your child. Yeah. And, and just, you know, getting to that place where you pray for that, you know, yep. uh, for, for me, uh, uh, yesterday was new year's. And so we started our new year sharing what my kids and grandkids were believing God for mm. in the new year and, and what they wanted me to pray for That's uh, good. every day for them. And, uh, you know, when you're getting that 12, 14-year-old to tell you what they're, you know, believing God for, um, uh, and, you know, um, I know for me, when they handed out uh, that that test my sophomore year in high school uh, of and said, you have to pick a vocation, um, you know, I remember the helplessness. I thought, man, I got to do that right Mm. now. And, um, you know, it was not something that I'd ever talked about with my parents. I've not ever shared some things, but I think the biggest difference in my childhood and being a child, um, you know, years ago with children today, I never, I used to hear adults ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? That was a question that anytime yeah, I met an adult, yeah. they asked me, what's your name? Who are your parents? Mm-hmm. And what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, today I don't hear adults asking, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that um, 
they asked their name, but that that family uh, yeah. and, and the importance of where do you come from? Who who are you? And one of the things and I love to tell parents, especially when we're dedicating babies, is come up with something that you want your family to be known for. Yeah. And tell that to your child in every way. Um, uh, I, you know, um, other than a faith in the Lord Jesus, I wanted a work ethic in my children. Hmm. And so our, our little saying or segment is we're Weidmans. We outwork people. <laughs> and, um, That's good. I, I've told them their whole life. There's, there's people better looking than us. There's people with more money. There's people with more, more talents, but nobody has to outwork you. Hmm. That's a decision that you can make. And, um, you know, that's one of those things that, that I think that coming up in those phases of knowing what you want to be, um, known for and, uh, building that. And then it all ends up with being friends. Yeah. And, uh, um, it's the promised land know, kind of, yeah, but, buddy. and what, what it's, a reward to see the vision fulfilled or your children yeah. live in that vision that was cultivated from a young age. So that's, yeah. that's really incredible. Well, you've kind of mentioned it a couple of times and we've said that parenting never really stops. It just looks different as our kids get older. So what are some essentials? And you've alluded to this a little bit, but what are some of the essentials for parenting adults? Well, I think the main thing is um, realize that you're not in charge. <laughs> they are. And I think some of the greatest example, the, the greatest example of this is Mary at yeah. the wedding of Cain and Galilee. Uh, here she invited Jesus. Uh, he brought his disciples. Uh, she came to him and said, you need to get involved. He says, woman, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, my time hadn't come. And the most brilliant parenting of an adult I've ever seen is Mary to Jesus at 30. She didn't nag. She didn't gripe. She didn't, she didn't you know, say anything to him. Well, I thought I'd get that, you know, uh, response. Uh, she just looked around at the other folks and said, Hey, whatever he tells you to do. do it. And she walked off. Yeah. That's good. Uh, knowing that. And to me, it just said to Jesus, I have confidence that you'll do the right thing. Mm. That's you know, really the good. voice yep. of God, you'll hear it. And, and that's where it all starts. Yeah. And just knowing um, you know, it's like yesterday, just my kids knowing that I've prayed for them every single day of last year. Hmm. And we, um, I had them come up with stuff, but also I had my list of the things they had asked me to pray for in 2017 that I reminded them that Jesus answered. Hmm. And we thank God for those answers. And, and to me with older kids, it's just being there to, you know, you can sum up every Jewish feast day and every um, religious holiday in the Bible by saying, remember what the Lord's yeah. done and remind and remind your kids. Yeah. Either teach it to your kids or remind it your yeah. kids, those two things. And so that's what we did yesterday. And then just writing down those things um, and uh, you know, with our almost seven-year-old grandson, there's some things we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And to be able to 
let him know God hadn't forgotten. It's just not God's time. Yeah. And being able to reinforce those concepts. But, you know, with older kids, uh, it's, it's so important to um, just let them know you care, but yet you also um, um, look to them as um, my, my daughter had some New Year's plans. My youngest daughter, who's 33, uh, had some New Year's plans, and she called saying, you know, what would you do, Dad? And I just laid this, the scenarios, and rather than tell her what I'd do, gave her several different scenarios and just say, it's your decision, and I'll back you either way. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to have to do that. And I think that, you know, a technique that I have learned with volunteers in ministry is um, when people, and I also carried this over in parenting, when people would come and ask you, what do you want me to do about this? Uh, I'd ask them, come up with two or three different mm -hmm. ways um, that you could handle this and get them thinking. And then ask them, which of these do you think I did? I remember when my youngest daughter went on the mission field for the first time. Uh, beforehand, she'd come and ask me something, and I'd tell her, if you were in Peru, how would you handle mm -hmm. this situation? She yeah. said, well, Dad, I'd call you long distance. And I said, no, you're not. Uh, you know, give me three different ways to solve this. Mm. Now, which one of these three do you think Dad will tell you to do? Mm. Uh, and then I realized, you know, do, you know, do think like me on the mission field. Yeah. And the same thing is true with God's Word. Uh, look for what does God's Word say on this subject? what what um and pointing your older kids to making their own decision i mm -hmm. think is uh one of the most important things that uh any of us can do and yeah. um, well you instilled in them the the importance of prayer and i i'm yeah. and really uh, encouraged and inspired by you, you talking about your seven-year-old grandson you know um a grandchild and the idea that they that maturity to be thinking about this next year. Okay, let's yeah. let's pray. What can I be praying for you this next year? Even if it's that they get a new toy or they're kind to their sibling or something like that, you're instilling maturity in them. And I think we we incorrectly think, oh, when they're 13 years old, when they're 16 years old, when they're 18, now they're mature enough to contemplate these things about the future. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's instill that in them now. And you, like you were talking about your older kids, yeah, I've had to, to remind him then. Uh, one, one of the, a few couple of years ago, on uh, we asked, "What do you want me to pray for?" And he said, "I want you to pray for my little brother, who's coming." And, and then he he wasn't here yet; he was just hmm. uh, in the development stage. So uh, there's been a few times he's been frustrated with his little brother, and I've had to remind him, uh, "You prayed for him, uh, uh, and you're the one that yeah. asked God for <laughs> little brother." Yep. And now you're going to have to deal with it. Yep. And uh, I had to remind his sister a few times. She prayed for her sister. Uh, and so it's one of those things that as you walk through, I think the biggest difference in me as a grandparent now, and um, I close the computer so much quicker hmm. uh, when they come over. Uh, I am, um, we, I have determined, that every time my two grandkids come over, we uh, start the time with prayer, 
and we end the time with prayer. Mm. And uh, we, uh, I thank for that time, and then we're intentional about being with them during that time. And I think that, um, you know, praying with your older kids, why do you, why do you have to stop praying with your kids Mm, over decisions and things that they make? And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. Well, that's what I love about what you were saying about your kids still come to you for advice. I mean, that's a dream come true for me. And I've got kids who are all under 10 years old at this point. I'm like, man, I would love for that day when they're in their 30s and they're calling me up to say, hey, Dad, what do you think about this? I mean, that's a, that would be a privilege of continued parenting yeah. in that way. Well, um, give some of our parents with adult children or older children, maybe in the uh, 18 to 24 <laughs> you know, uh, range, some advice on a couple scenarios for you. Mm-hmm. So let's start with that wedding planning, that uh, picking a spouse, you know, saying yes to the right person. Where, what would you say to, to parents? Well, I think the important thing, um, uh, I have a dear friend, uh, J.C. Thompson, who is a um, youth pastor, next-gen guy that I have uh, coached, and he was telling me of a, a um, little exercise that um, his small group leader, when he was a sophomore in high school, um, actually pulled out and he gave everybody a dollar, and they came up with qualities where um, some were physical qualities, um, uh, some were different abilities. And they put a price tag, is it 10 or 15 cents? But then being a Christ follower was 50 cents. Hmm. And so um, they were given a dollar and they got to pick the qualities and the things that they needed to look for in a spouse. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, that whole idea of this person really being in love with Jesus, I mean, that was that was a, um, a big, you know, when you only have a dollar and that's 50 cents, uh, that kind of put the investment in something that they could see. And I think that, that, uh, talking about that, you know, uh, as, you know, as a father of daughters, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know cute on a guy, I knew cute (laughs) on a girl, uh, but I didn't know cute on a guy. And so mm-hmm. I would tell them when they were teenagers, you know, um, I would point things out. Like if we were at a red light and I said, there's the kind of guy you want to marry. And they'd say, what? And, and I'd say, he's got a job. And I instilled, uh, uh, I instilled the importance of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody comes to, to uh, talk to you and they don't have a job, uh, that is, that is an undesirable quality mm. uh, and being able to start long before uh, that time of mate selection and talk about some of those things. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole idea of uh, being equally yoked mm-hmm. and being able to understand that if you're called to the ministry, um, uh, if there's a certain calling on your life, um, you, you know, who you, um, date and eventually um, mate select with has everything to do with with fulfilling that call. Yeah, and uh, you know if if you believe God wants you to be a missionary and there's somebody that doesn't want to leave Montana, 
uh, you know, uh, that's yeah, not going to help. Uh, and so understanding and being able to talk about that process um, along the way. And, um, you know, uh, I've always, just like I pray with my grandkids, I've always told my daughter to, uh, um, you know, start the evening with prayer, end the evening with prayer. You're more careful what you do between the two prayers. Um, my story, I was an old hippie. And so I really didn't want my kids to take drugs. And so I just talked to them about don't take drugs their whole life. And so um, I would always tell my kids, not everybody that smoked marijuana did heroin, but 100% of the people that did heroin hmm. uh, smoked marijuana. So if you don't want to do heroin, don't smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, Yancey, my daughter, looked at me and she said, Dad is going all the way like heroin and I thought <laughs> what do you mean and she said well you know not everybody um, th- that makes out goes all the way but everybody that goes all the way started yep. making yep. out and and uh, she said uh, will you help me to not kiss a boy mm-hmm. till I get married Wow! and you know for a guy who was raised in the 70s uh that was a foreign concept. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. going to my wife and said, can you do this? And they, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and I told her, I said, I'm not putting that on you from me. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me as uh, the spiritual head of our family to hold you accountable, then I'll be glad to help you yeah. with that. Yeah. And wow. uh, it was amazing. You know, I believe some somewhere in the wedding ceremony that now you can kiss the bride meant something. Yep, definitely. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things that when my daughter realized her first kiss was going to be in front of hundreds of people, you know, that was um, another thing that she came to dad. You know, I said, well, I'm sorry. I, you know, I kiss your mother and let you watch. That's about as good as I can do. You know? uh, but, uh, uh, you know, just that's again, something you and Corey need yep. to talk about Yeah. and, um, uh, realize, uh, talking those things out and just having the kind of relationship that you're able to talk about things. Uh, the biggest thing I learned in weddings is, uh, come up with a budget mm. and stick to it. It was amazing when I gave um, Yancey a budget instead of it being dad's money, Mm -hmm. uh, letting her know that anything you don't spend, you can keep. Mm -hmm. Buddy, that live band went to CDs so quick, it'd make (laughs) your head swim. And, uh, you know, daddy's money is going to be a live band. Her money, she just had some CDs Mm -hmm. at the reception. So, um, you know, um, I think that, that coming up with those things and helping you know, is a huge thing. Yeah. Well, talk about uh, college and career choices. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the crazy thing about colleges today and colleges when I was in college is there are not vocations attached to every degree. Yeah. And so uh, living in a college town uh, here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, we have Middle Tennessee State. And, um, I, I I had some folks in my college ministry bring me a catalog and we just went through it as a college group, marking out all the things that there was no mm-hmm. uh, vocation 
involved in. Um, I had a friend one time that was a uh, sculpting, he majored in sculpting. And I thought it was really cool because his first day of class, uh, he passed out applications to McDonald's mm. and uh, told oh, all wow. the people, thank you for enrolling in my class. But I want you to know that when you finish this, you'll be a better sculptor, but you'll need this application because this is the only job that this degree <laughs> so will really qualify you for. <laughs> and uh, the realization of that to those college students, uh, you know, and today we live in such a day where everybody gets a medal. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody uh, um, gets a ribbon for participating uh, and just letting them know. I, I had a dear friend that got a, 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 a degree in music uh, business uh, and uh, here from MTSU. And when he graduated with that degree, the only jobs he was qualified in getting were the same jobs he could have gotten in the music business mm, yeah. right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And he saw, he was working for CSAC and uh, in the publishing. And he said, the guys that had the best jobs were lawyers. And so mm. he, he went right to law school. Yep, yep. And uh, now, you know, he's back working for CSAC, making three times the money. He hadn't even graduated law school yet, but he's working in the legal department. Mm. And, um, you know, so it's, a, it's amazing to me uh, how uh, we never even attach vocation. Yep. Um, also, I'll be honest with you, there's some jobs you don't even need to go to college for. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and, you know, I look at how much debt and really how much uh, mess you can get in at college. Uh, I think parents need to be honest with yeah. their kids. But what's the best way to prepare you for the vocation? Mm -hmm. um, and you can attach uh, vision to that, too, right? Oh, you when you're speaking it. about visionary you know for the lives. what's crazy is asking your kids, what do you think you want them to do? And then find people within the church who are doing those things and let kids go visit. Yep. And, and, you know, really see as a, you know, older high schooler, would you even want to do this? Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing to me how parents, uh, don't try to get involved in those things. Mm -hmm. yep. And, um, and so, you know, that's the, um, thing, you know, it's, it's, uh, money matters is yep. one of those things that, um, I asked my youngest daughter, um, you know, she was saying, dad, you know, I think I want to move out with some of my friends. And I said, what can you do with them that you can't do at home? That's mm. good. Yep. Uh, and so I had to realize that, I had to back off the curfew a little bit for my older kids, but I put my daughter on a budget of um, what um, she would spend if she lived on her own rather mm -hmm. than lived at home. And uh, when she got married, she had saved up $30,000 she could use on mm -hmm. a uh, yep. down payment on the house because we just had her pay that to herself every month yeah, and, 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 and just made that investment. The other thing that I think uh, these kind of money matter things also, um, not, 
I uh, I took it a little, um, probably a little more. I had both my girls learn QuickBooks mm. uh, at you know twelve years old, uh, and learning and um, being able to understand those kind of things. Um, I think school clothes, giving your kids a budget, and letting them pick their school clothes. It's amazing when when it's a decision y'all do together, uh, showing them how to manage money, how they'll pick things on sale rather than, uh, uh, and just getting them involved in those things. Yeah, well, that that uh, goes back to your point about daddy's money versus your money. Yeah, you won't yeah. spend your money if you learn how to use it in the right yeah. way. That's good. And uh, there's a great app for kids called Chore Monster. Okay. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, putting that uh, chores around the house and taking ownership where they get little rewards, you can tie that to an allowance or it can just be, uh, you know, uh, on the app, you get these little uh, monster uh, uh, reward guys. Uh, But it's, it's just sitting down with them and letting them understand um, that, uh, I was fortunate. I had a home-based business that my girls uh, learned how to ship and do things and take responsibility. Mm-hmm. They learned QuickBooks. Uh, I, I remember uh, Yancey uh, in some of her first ministry things. Uh, uh, you know, I was involved in helping her, um, you know, get incorporated meeting with lawyers, going over contracts, uh, showing those things, uh, really planning for the time that I would not be involved. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that those are kind of go hand in hand, um, just allowing your kids to be involved. Um, you know, going back to the car thing, um, we, um, picked a car, let our kids pick, a car from uh, what our budget was, and that's the car they learned to drive on. Hmm. They also learned how to change its oil. They were the ones that washed it and cared for it, uh, even though Daddy drove it. Uh, and we were able to pay it off and then give it to them. Uh, but that was the only car they knew, and they were responsible for it. And we taught those things, and and that ownership, and including yep. them on ownership and uh, those things uh, are real important. Yeah, that ownership and responsibility. They're going to have to do it one day, so might as oh, well yeah. set them up well to do it instead of floundering their way through without some yeah. sort of experience with guardrails on like you give them with, yeah. with kids. How about when mm-hmm. it comes to parenting their own kids? Yeah, I, I think the, important, the, the most important thing is you, with older kids, you have to... Uh, be a little bit of a cheerleader mm. uh, and the fact that um, I, I know, you, I know, you know, one of the things I tell my kids on a regular basis is I know you know how to hear the voice of God. I am confident in my children's ability to hear God's voice uh, because um, I've, I've, you know, uh, I've tried to share with them my own responsibility about how I've heard God's voice. Mm-hmm. And over the years, uh, you've got to be a rewarder of, 
of good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch your kids doing things right yep. rather than always telling them what's wrong. Yep. And, um, you know, one of the scriptures that I've told my kids their whole life is you're, you know, the Lord's your shepherd. Uh, and John 10, uh, 10, you're his sheep. You, the sheep know his voice, the voice of a stranger you won't hear. And, you know, I've always tried to point out good decisions that my kids have made. And I remind them that I believe in your ability to hear the voice of God. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk about um, those things and allow them, uh, um, you know, the hardest thing is to parent your sons-in-laws or daughters-in-laws here, people that, that didn't grow up in your house, but now they're in your house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so uh, just bragging on them and, and, and reminding them of good choices that they've made. Um, don't, uh, don't tell them what to do, but ask them what they think they should do. Yeah. Well, and that's look a, at some of those things. That's a good transition into some encouragement to grandparents, because I, yeah. I really liked how you said that to encourage your kids as they parent your grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, parents need encouragement, you know, un- until the day they die. Right. So what well, would you say to grandparents? Well, I think the biggest thing is there's there's this uh, unspoken rule of grandparents that I think is totally wrong, and that is they're your grandkids. Do whatever you want to with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, uh, we talk, and especially in this orange world, we talk about partnering yep. with parents all the time. But the greatest thing a grandparent can do is find out what are the rules in every area of their grandkids' life and partner yeah, with their yeah. own kids. That's really good. Um, it, you know, if if my daughter wants them to eat quinoa instead of rice, uh, it's made the same way. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might look like wood chips and taste <laughs> like it too, but, but at the same time, support them in that and what yep. they don't realize uh, what a lot of grandparents don't realize, you're going to get more time if you support their rules. The biggest thing is your grandkids aren't going to be confused with what the rules are because they're the same whether they're home or your house. Yeah. Um, and I think the key in that, um, you know, I have the parent cue on my phone just like parents. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm able to do with both my grandparents uh, kids is just go over what they learned Sunday. Uh, talk about that Bible story. If it's one of your favorites, uh, talk about some life application things from your life about how, uh, what they're learning and, and talking about in small group and church has affected your life. And that whole idea of just being another voice yeah. that reaffirms what mom and dad is saying, you know, we always talk about the, the great thing a small group leader uh, can be is just telling kids the same thing they're hearing their mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, well, as grandparents, they also need to hear that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think too, uh, uh, a great thing a church can do is taking their college uh, ministry or, and teach grandparents how to FaceTime. 
Mm -hmm. uh, teach them how, how to text, how to send stuff, uh, you know, how to ooh and ah. If you live long distance from your grandkids, um, why, why not be able to have a time where you FaceTime, read a book to them, let them pick a book from your bookshelf at your house and read that book to them. Just that being able to be involved in, in um, uh, their life. And so uh, that support, yep. uh, you don't have to live in the same city to know, download parent queue and know what they're learning on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, um, uh, that that's important. Uh, my, my seven year old, almost seven year old grandson, um, he knows how to FaceTime on his iPad mm -hmm. and, uh, he's now learning that, it, uh, if G's available, I'll, I'll mm. stop what I'm doing and talk to him. Yeah. And uh, he he uh, knows that I'm on his side because I demonstrated yeah. that fact. And I think that that's the main thing in looking at uh, those grandparent years. You need to learn how to partner yeah. uh, with your kids. I love that. And spiritual development of your grandkids. Well, I don't, I don't know if this is a cheesy summary to that, but you know, grandparents are known for spoiling their grandkids, but yeah. why don't they, you know, spoil them spiritually, you know, yeah. is that you're still influencing their lives, but you're partnering with the parent, um, as you influence your grandchild's life. I think that is incredible. Yeah. And, and with parents and grandparents, it's amazing to me. We want better for our children and grandchildren in every area except spiritual things. Hmm. Yeah. We want them to have better education. We want them to make more money. We want them to have more material stuff. But nobody has a vision of their kids and grandkids being spiritual dynamos. Hmm. We say be as spiritual as mom and dad or just not be bad. And we settle for those two yeah, yeah. rather than, um, you know, I, I really do um, – want God's plan for both of my grand grandsons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I remember the day, uh, they were born, you know, everybody was circling the wagons around, uh, the babies, uh, second or third day, uh, folks began to kind of go do other things. And I was left alone with my grandkids, uh, um, and my daughter. And I remember Yancey saying, dad, can I go take a shower and will you babysit? And uh, I got to be the first person that babysitted both of my grandsons. Mm -hmm. And uh, I looked at him and I said, has anybody told you about Jesus? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't, I didn't know if I had or not, but I got to tell them what Jesus had done for their daddy, what Jesus had done for their mama, what Jesus had done for their G and GG. Mm -hmm. I got to tell the story of our family. I told them what ball team they needed to yell for. <laughs> uh, I told them a lot of other things that uh, 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 they needed to know. And uh, uh, I want to continue that story. Yeah. And those God stories of, of um, you know, if you've got a parent, uh, if you're listening today and you've got a parent, uh, you're the parent of a high schooler. Uh, don't forget what it's like to be a high schooler. Hmm. Don't forget what it's like to be starting in business and yeah. uh, just uh, the realization of um, 
got more dreams than you have actual cash flow or customers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just being able to tell your kids and grandkids, I remember that. And here's what the Lord showed me. Yeah. Now, he might not be telling you to do the same thing, but here's, here's how I handled that. Yeah. And if you didn't knock it out of the park, tell your failures. Sometimes letting kids know what not to do is more important than what to do. Yeah. Either way, it's a great answer. So yeah. I think that that's the uh, most um, important yeah. thing. Jim, this was great. I mean, even as you think about it, of just the encouragement to grandparents that, you know, the, the role that they play to influence the life of their children as they parent, but then also their grandchildren is incredible. And to embrace that, grandparents, yeah. as you listen in. So, well, Jim, thanks for being a great grandfather for being a great G and for being a great dad. So keep it up. Let me say a prayer and we'll uh, wrap up this episode. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you so much for this time with Jim. Thank you for giving him the experience over all these years and giving him a vantage point into parenting both in his own life and then as he's worked with families in different churches throughout the nation and around the world. God, we pray that this wisdom be passed on and embraced by new parents and parents with adolescents and parents with uh, those early adult age children and those who have older kids that you, you never stop parenting. So I pray that we would have some incredible grandparents at our church who influence life, not only of their kids, but of their grandkids to capture this idea of vision that you have for every single person that you've ever created and given life to. And so we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.